Father, we just come before you tonight just to worship, just to glorify, just to lift up your name. You are truly a great and an awesome God. There is no one like you, God. Who can compare with you, God? For you have the words of eternal life, God. You are our Messiah. You are our great and King. You are the Lord, the lifter, the glory and the lifter of our heads. So we rejoice, we just worship, we praise, we lift up your name. So tonight, Lord, we declare an open heaven over this house and over the lives of your people. For those that are joining us online, Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus to show up in their homes, show up wherever they are watching, Lord, we pray tonight. Oh God, let the presence, let the power, let the spirit, let the anointing of God just touch them today. Father, we thank you, God, that healings are taking place, that deliverance is taking place, that restoration is taking place, that in the presence of the Lord there is fullness of joy, and the joy of the Lord is a strength unto God's people. You are the Lord, our light. You are the Lord, our salvation. You are the Lord, our strong tower. Our God, in Him will I trust. Surely He shall deliver us from the noise of pestilence. He shall cover us under His feathers, and under His wings we shall trust. We will say of the Lord, He's our refuge. We will say of the Lord, He's our strength. We will say of the Lord, He's our fortress. Our God, our God in Him. In him will be trust. We bless you, Lord. We say, Welcome, Holy Spirit, in this place and in our lives. Father, tonight, oh God, this teach us your ways. Your word says, oh God, that the children of Israel knew the acts of God, but Moses knew his ways. Father, today I pray that we would graduate from just knowing the signs and the expressions of who you are, knowing just the miracles and knowing you through the great things you have done. But we would get to the place where Moses and even Paul desired and they said that I may know him, that I may know him in the fellowship of his sufferings, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, that I may know him in all of his fullness. So this is our desire tonight, Lord, that we would get to know you. So bless your people, God. This minister to them in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you praise today. The book of Luke chapter 15 verses 8 says, What woman having ten pieces of silver, if she loses one piece, does, does not light a candle, sweep the house, seek diligently till she finds it. When she had found it, she goes and calls her neighbors and she gathers them and say, Rejoice with me, for I found the peace which was lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of angels of God over one sinner that repents. Amen. The Bible says, it's like, uh, uh, it says, the woman lost the coin in the house. And so often, much of what we lose, we lose in the house. Amen. And, 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 and when she loses it, the, the, the powerful picture over here is she lights a candle, she sweeps the house. Amen. That sometimes the thing that we are looking for, that peace, that breakthrough, that joy, that answer is in the house. 
And sometimes we all we have to do is take a break from everything else, light a candle, allow the light of God to shine. And the next thing that we have to do is sweep the house. And, and there's something about when you clean the house. You know how many of us sometimes when you're spring cleaning your house and your cupboards, you find things that you thought you lost. You thought that, hey, I couldn't find this for months. I couldn't find it for a long time. All of a sudden, I start to find it. Now, I pray today that God will allow you to begin to find that was lost. The lady didn't give up just because she lost something. She, she, saw, she swept, she cleaned, she looked till she found it. I pray today that you will not give up. Amen. The Bible says it like this and equates it to how much more will the angels in heaven rejoice over one sinner. That means God himself will never just leave something lost. He, the Bible says he, he, he seeks after that. The, the first part of this chapter 15 speaks about the lost sheep. How, how the, the shepherd would leave the 99 and go after the one. The account after this will be about the lost son, the prodigal son. The father doesn't give up till the son comes back home. I pray today that we would not give up till there's a, a full restoration of all that God has promised for you. That I pray over your life, I pray over your family, I pray over your loved ones, that there will be a full restoration of all that God has desired for you. So Father, we bless you. We glorify you, we honor you, we worship you. You are truly a great and an awesome God. There is no one like you. There is no God like Jehovah. And so tonight, even in our worship, even in our praise. Father, just minister. Oh God, I pray let there just be a blood covering over your people and over their households and over their families, over their jobs, over our children at school and those that are at university. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, may your people experience the mighty hand of God over their lives. And so tonight, as we worship, as we praise you, as we gather around your word, just speak to us, Lord. This is our desire, Lord, that you would speak. Lord, open up our ears that we would hear that which the Spirit of the Lord is saying. So bless us tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just come to worship our Heavenly Father right now. And I just want to encourage you right now. How much do you want that breakthrough? How much do you want that mountain to move? But it's all dependent on your praise and your worship this evening. And I want to encourage you, whether you're joining us in the house of God or online, leave it all at his feet right now. He's the same God that was and is. And this is our God. He doesn't change. It's us. It's us right now. Sing, George. I'm calling on the God of
achievement, not in our own accolades, not in titles imposed by man, but we stand here today because of the cross, because of the finished work of the cross, because of God, you said that by your stripes we are healed, we are delivered, we are set free. You were wounded for our transgressions, you were bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon you, and by your stripes, by your stripes, by your stripes, your sons and your daughters are healed. In Jesus' name, we speak of God, the healing over physical bodies. In the name of Jesus, we speak of God to the body to respond to the word of the Lord. We say be healed. In the name of Jesus, let healing virtues, let healing flow, touch bodies. In the name of Jesus, Father, we declare of God for minds. Oh God, let there be a
And if you have your Bible, stand up with me to book of Luke chapter 14. And uh, I'm just going to share a few thoughts with you tonight. And I pray that the Lord will be ministering to you where you are. Wherever you are joining us, just open your Bible and read with us. I believe there is something powerful that God is about to speak to us tonight. Amen. I spoke to you day on no weapon. Amen. That means no weapon formed against you shall prosper. And I spoke about the account of Balaam that you can't curse that which God has blessed. Amen. And then we followed it up on Sunday where I spoke about staying in the blessed place. Amen. And, uh, and I want to just revisit that but tonight my title for what I want to share with you is Becoming more and more aware, or I want to just more specifically speak to you about unlawful connections. Amen. Unlawful connections, unlawful attachments. Amen. This is, we've been dealing with the account of the prodigal son, and I spoke about how the enemy's plan was to lure. The son, the younger son, out of the house of the father, and I said, I made this statement on Sunday, and I reiterated today: stay in the house, amen. There is safety, there's protection, there's covering in the house of the Lord, amen. And then I spoke to you about that there are three blessed places in your life. I said, stay in the blessed place of marriage. And I re-emphasize that in the, in, a, in the wake of many marriages going through many challenges and a breakdown in the very construct of marriage, uh, we, um, I'm saying to you, stay in the blessed place of marriage. Amen? It sometimes may seem like it's easier to walk out than to stay in. But I'm here to say to you, it's harder outside than it is in. It may seem like it's easier outside than in. Ask everyone that has gone through a divorce, gone through a separation, gone through a loss of a, of a spouse, they will tell you, I'd do anything to have it back because it's worse out there. It may be good for a little while. It may be like the young prodigal son when he leaves the house of his father, Immediately, he doesn't experience loss, but it comes in, a, in time. This is what the enemy is, and I said, marriage is a shelter for your passions, for your needs, for your personality, and also for your dysfunction. And I, and I mean this, because sometimes the only person in the world that will understand you is the one that God has given you. And hear me correctly, the one that God has given you. Not the one you chose. The one that God has given you. Because the wife that God gives you is built with the capacity to bring out the best because God knows your dysfunction. God knows your areas of weakness. God knows the areas of your challenges. And God will bring the right person into your life. So this is important for us. But then I said to you, stay in the blessed place 
of ministry. And I think I didn't emphasize this enough. I want you to understand God has created the church, the local church, as a place for your protection. Amen? That means don't leave the spiritual house that the Lord has put you in. Amen? This is important. The problem is the people that do not stay in the house do not do well. You've got to, and I said this many, many times, you've got to discern who is carrying the word that will bring deliverance into your life. Amen. And there you stay there. Amen. And this is important. So stay in the spiritual place, the house that God has placed you in. The Bible said this, that my sheep hear my voice and they answer when I call. Amen. This is important. You've got to know the, the voice of the shepherd. The Bible said, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. Amen. This is important. Then the last place I said, stay in the blessed place of your mission. God has got a mission. He's got a plan for your life. The enemy desire is to remove you from the best, the blessed place. Because the reality is, as long as you are in the blessed place, you are covered, you are sheltered, you are blessed, you are ministered to. That means God, the, the Bible says, I've inscribed you in the palms of my hands. I've sheltered you in the palms of my hands. God has kept you in that place for, for a certain reason. Because God knew if you come out of that place too early, you can begin to cause great damage to yourself. Now, the, the, remember I said to you, the prodigal son, after he got his inheritance from his father, for a little while he stayed in the house, and then after that he became restless. And I spoke to you on Sunday a lot about a restless spirit. That's what the enemy does. He tries to make you restless. If you ever found yourself uh, becoming indecisive, if you found yourself going from one decision and one choice to another, you're never ever settling, never ever uh, satisfied. You're always jumping from one thing to another. And it seems sometimes it's even extremes. It's not just moving from one thought or one uh, event or from one uh, like to another. It is just uh, erratic behavior. Then there is a restless spirit that you are dealing with. And you've got to discern that and learn how to deal with that restless spirit. Because that restless spirit has an ability to hold us back and also cause us to move out of the will and out of the plan of God. That's what the desire of, uh, of the enemy was, is to move him. But now we come into the book of, of, of Luke chapter 15. And, and the Bible says in verse 13, not many days after the young son, son gathered together and took his journey to a far country. And there he wasted his substance on righteous living. The, I, I, I emphasize that. It is, uh, uh, I'm so glad that the Bible didn't say money. The Bible said substance. He, you know, sometimes we think that when the enemy comes in, all we do is lose money. But you're not, it's not money that you, that you lose. It's more that you lose substance. And, and, and this is very, very important for you to understand. What is the, the, the substance? When the enemy comes in and you come out of the plan of God, 
and you and you, you begin to lose your not only finances but your integrity, your self-esteem, your dignity, and you lose your self-esteem. Have you ever seen a young a, a drunken person having self-esteem? They'll urinate anywhere, they'll behave anyhow. They'll be unruly. They will say whatever they want to. They will act the fool. It will be sometimes even out of personality. So this is something that we need to understand that the, 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 when the enemy comes to steal, he doesn't only steal your money. He steals your self-respect, your dignity, your self-esteem. You lose all sense of who you are. You almost as if you become overtaken and under the control of the enemy, and all it is is for your destruction. And so I want you to get to that place where you understand that it's not that you're losing just money. Yes, you will. Because once you begin to build up uh, uh, habits and you build up addictions and you and you build up a, a, a wrong, un, uh, uh, ungodly lifestyle, it, it follows that everything else experiences loss. So I want you to understand, this didn't happen immediately. The Bible says he wasted. God calls us to be stewards of whatever he places in our hands. And if you are not stewarding, you're wasting. And if you are wasting, you're not under the influence of God. So you've got to understand what is what is happening. So so this is it. The the, uh, the 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 Jewish people have a word which they call hispa in 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 Hebrew, which basically means you need to have staying power, tenacity, survival. In this day and age that we are we are in, we need to be able to have determination. You have to have resolve. You can't be easily influenced. Yeah. You've got to get to the place where you understand who you are. Yeah. If you don't have a sense of oh, your own identity, anybody that is stronger than you will begin to influence yeah. your perspective of you and give you an identity. Yeah. When you don't have an identity, the world will give you an identity. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to come to that place where you begin to have a, a determination that you are not going to be a slave. Uh, remember, the, we sing the song, I'm no longer a slave to sin. I'm no longer a slave to the world. I'm not no longer a slave to my passions. I'm no longer a slave just to my emotions. Amen. I, I feel like doing this and therefore I do it. I feel like I want to do this and I do it. No, no, no. You're not a slave to your passions. You're not driven by your emotions yeah. because our emotions are unstable. The Bible says, who, uh, you know, uh, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So he comes in. And then the Bible says, and when he had spent all, when he had spent all, there arose a famine in the land, and he became in want. And he went and he joined himself to a citizen of the country. And that's where I want to start today. And he went and he joined himself to a citizen 
staying in our mess. This is that, that illegitimate relationship. This is that unlawful connection. This is that, that unlawful attachment. And, 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 and the Bible says it uses the language he joined himself. You see, the problem is, is where we are joining ourselves to things and to people that are not in the will of the law. And when you join yourself to them, this is when you really find out who you really are. If you really want to find out who you really are, you must look around and see what you are attached to and what is attached to you. Because your associations is a reflection of who you are. So you've got to understand unlawful, illegal, ungodly attachments can take you away from the will of the Lord. And the problem is, these attachments is not good for you. So we have to understand, who do we feel comfortable with? We'll tell you who you are. You see, sometimes we, 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 we portray some things, but the, the, the real essence is, he says, I can be myself if I can be myself amongst a people like this, then who, is, who am I really? Are you just putting on a facade or, or what we have learned in the past few years of putting on a mask? How often have you, with having a mask, sometimes you walk past somebody that you, you really knew, but because you, you couldn't recognize them with the mask on. And this is the challenge. They said, Birds of the feather flock together. There's an old saying, it's a, it's a colloquial term that is used, and they said, if you lay down with dogs, you're going to get up with fears. Almost a very, very bad picture, but it is true. You have wrong associations in your life it will not bring good to you. So be careful of the people. Be careful of hanging around people that do not want to do anything good. Do be careful of people that do not want to do anything. There's some people that just don't want to do anything. They just want to lay around and they just want somebody else. The most dangerous people to be around is people that have no goal, no ambition, no, no desire for their lives. Then you're trying to build your life. So he comes to that place and, and the Bible says, and he joined himself. This is the sad part. In the lowest moments of our life, what are we joining ourselves to? It's amazing that we grew up in church. It's amazing we grew up amongst the church family. The prodigal walked away from the house, but he knew what a, a good house was. It wasn't like he did not know what a good house was. You know, Annie and I and Josh, we were having a conversation uh, on Sunday evening, and we were talking about, you know, what, what I was sharing on, and, and she said, you know, uh, you, know you know, why didn't the father just stop the son and give him a lecture? 
architecture and tell him how this is going to hurt him. And tell him, don't go. Tell him, just stay. The reality is, you know this as parents. Have you ever tried telling your child, don't do something? They do the same thing you told them, don't do. And sometimes just to show you a point that they can do it. The, 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 the challenge is that nothing could have stopped the young man because it was already in his heart. His desires was already in his heart. I could imagine if, he, if the father even told him, the outcome could have been different. But the reality is he finds himself in this place. And in the worst moment of his life, nothing inside of him told him, let me go back to my father. In my father's house, it's better. He decides to join himself. Don't let pride, don't let embarrassment keep you from admitting that you've got a problem. I've seen many, many people go down what they call the rabbit hole. They go down deeper into problems, deeper into challenges. Just because they're proud, just because they're embarrassed, just because they do not want it to be told of them that they made a mistake. I'd rather admit I made a mistake, I got it wrong, than suffer the consequences. I pray today that we will become transparent, we'll become open. There are illegal, illegitimate connections that can only bring us down. What, what happens? The Bible says, and he went and joins himself, and, 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 and the man that he joins himself to is not joined to him. He gives him the worst job to look after the pigs. It's not the best job. It's the most difficult, it's the most dirty job to do. But I want you to understand, he finds himself looking after the pigs. Not only does he find himself looking after the pigs, he finds himself eating the pigs' food. And I said on Sunday that the worst thing you can ever find is when you're fighting the pigs for their leftovers. You know you're in a bad place. You, you, you know you're in a bad place when you wake up in, in your own vomit. Wake up and you do not know where you're waking up. You're waking up on the side of the street. You're waking up in a place that you don't know, unfamiliar territory. Unfamiliar house. Amongst unfamiliar people. You know you're wasted. The Bible says he spent all of his substance on riotous living. It's amazing you could work all your life
only her. Nothing good. What God has meant to be a blessing in your life can become a curse when we begin to come out of the plan of God. I want you to understand, stay in the safety, in the protection of the house that God has placed you in because it has a blessing for you. There is a blessing for you. The, 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 you know, he, 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 the, he got so desperate. And, and, and you know when you get desperate is because you will do the thing you said you would never do. You know you're desperate. And what the enemy wants to do is get you to a place of desperation. A place where you become so desperate that you, you would do the things that you said, I wouldn't even wish this on my worst enemy. You will do it. The thing that you said I would never do, you'll start to find yourself doing. That's what the enemy will do. He will take you and take all of the goodness. Not only will he take your substance, he will take your identity. Imagine he's looking after things. No identity. Bible says, and he came to himself. You know, the, the, the reality is when he comes to himself, he realizes he's going back to the house of the father. We know the whole account. As he says, you know, I'll go back to my father's house and I'll say, I sin against heaven, I sin against you. Make me like one of your servants. He's coming to the house of the father and, and, and he says, I will arise and I will go, go, go to my father and say, I'm no more worthy to be called your son. So the Bible says in verse 20, and he arose and came to his father. But when he was a great way off, his father saw him, had compassion, ran, fell on his neck, kissed him. And his son said, you know, I've sinned against heaven, sinned against you. Uh, you know, make me like one of your hired servants. And the father says to the servants, bring a robe. children do wrong, he says, you made your bed, now you must go and lay it. 
restoration without breaking that connection. As long as you want to try and straddle between two things, the Bible says, how long would you halt between two opinions? God be God, sir. sons and your daughters that are in the house tonight. I thank you for those that are watching online and those that will hear this message even later on. Father, I pray if they are struggling in areas of illegitimate and unlawful attachments, break it, Lord. Father, I pray today open their eyes. Father, that they will come to the realization that it's better in our Father's house. to surrender power and control and come in walking in submission because that will bring greater breakthroughs in their life. I worship you, I praise you. For those that have become blinded by the world, those that have become overcome by pride, by embarrassment, or what other people would think of. They will come to the place where they say it doesn't matter. It's better at home than out here with pigs. Father, today, help us to bring restoration. Help us to bring peace.